Amen. Well, God is good, and I sense His presence in this place today, and, and uh, I love the presence of God. And I want you to experience the presence of God. We uh, finished a year ministering on one subject on Sundays on revival. Spent a long time on revival. The church needs to be revived to reach a lost and dying world. Don't forget that. And uh, we're going to go on and, and uh, get into a new series. I, I really want to uh, encourage you on Wednesday nights to come to church because we're teaching specifically on Psalm 91. If there ever was a day and an hour we needed to have revelation knowledge of Psalm 91 and who we are in Christ, it's now. And so I encourage you to come. We're taking it line by verse by verse, line by line. And it'll be a blessing to you. Amen. And I believe it'll strengthen you on the inside. Now, I have a, a lot of information. We're, we're going to start a new series. January 5th, that week, it wasn't the week of the first. I think the first fell, of January fell on like a Thursday or something like that. It was the following week. I seek God for the year. I like to hear from God a specific word. What does God the Father want to do for His people, for His church? And as I was reading, sometimes it comes in that still small voice when I'm praying. But this time it came as I was reading the Word of God from Genesis chapter 12, speaking to Abraham. God blessed Abraham. Why? So he could be a blessing. And I knew as I, everything I was reading and studying, this, this word bless or blessing just popped out at me. And I, I knew in my heart, and, and a lot of times I, I like out of the t- mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So I wanted to see. And, and then I began to read about Pastor Hank's prophetic perspective for this year. I'm going to read some of it to you. But it lined up with what God had placed in my heart. And I'm excited about it because it's a good word. God wants to bless His people this year. Now, God wants to bless His people every day. But I believe specifically we're going to see some things turn around this year politically. And it's time. And it's time for us to see some change in the church. And so I believe that this is going to be a year of blessing. Now, I do not want you to think, when you think of the word bless or blessing, just of material blessings. Because that's a byproduct. When you love God and serve God and walk in covenant with Almighty God, you are blessed. I'll never forget this, and it came to me. I don't know why it came to me today. Before I went to Bible school, we were, we were married. Um, when were we married? In 1981. And we've been married 33 years. I do know that. I was getting ready to go to Bible school, leaving my hometown, and I rented a U-Haul truck. We had rented a U-Haul truck, and we had to pull my little love truck. Isn't that fitting? I had a little love, blue love truck. 
but you, we needed a certain hitch to pull that pickup. And in my town of approximately, it's even smaller than now than it was then, it was about 5,000 people, and there was no hitch to be found for that. And I'll never forget that. We had to leave in a matter of days. And I got a call from, from the company, and he said, you're never going to believe this, but somebody drove in to town with the hitch that you needed. And I thought, yeah, I'll believe that. And we failed to look back, and that was a little thing, and that doesn't mean any, really anything to you, but to me at that point in my life, as a young man that was hungry and on fire for God, I knew where I had to go. <clears throat> we had to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, go to school. And, uh, but God provided that hitch. See, God will do that. God is no respecter of persons. He wants to bless you, and I, I, I want you to come <clears throat> every week. In fact, you start every day believing God that He wants to bless you. He not only wants to bless you individually, He wants to bless your family. He wants to bless your place of employment. He wants to bless this church. We were blessed last year with $100,000 worth of roof and siding. And I should just write the insurance company and say, God bless you. But I won't because they charge me too much every month. So have this mindset and begin to think about the fact how God wants to bless you. Yesterday we were at a, uh, a gun show. The, Micah really likes guns. He said, Dad, would you take me to Fremont to a gun show? And I blessed him. I took him, and he wanted a knife. He's got 800 knives. Better not have him when to go to school. I'll be visiting you in jail. But he found a knife. And <clears throat> I said, you want that knife? It wasn't that expensive. And I said, well, we better buy your brother one. Well, I would, would I've had to buy his oldest brother a knife, the same knife? No, but because I am father, and I try to treat my kids the same. Some days it's harder than others to do that, but I try to treat them the same and bless them. So he got a knife. Did he have to go to be there? No. He was, he was blessed because he was my other son. Amen. Before I forget, fourth, wrestling state, fourth place, he medaled. Amen. That's, that's a blessing. And then Caleb, was it Caleb Licking? Got first. Amen. And so well represented. What's that? And a blessing for the coaches. Because they work hard with those kids. So let me read this. And I got my, my sermon is seven pages. But, but you know me. Are you going to get it all today? No. We can't because he's got to go to work today. And we've got to get out of here. I'm blessed my kids work. 
listen to this, and, and this is prophetic. The Word of God is prophetic. And I believe in the fivefold ministry gift. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. So I want to read to you from his prophetic perspective. And this is to the church. Are we part of the church? We're this church, but we're part of the whole body of Christ. And this is what, what Pastor Hank delivered, the message to the church. He said that this year would be a year of new direction, rest, restoration, reversal, and retribution. Come and feast, come and dine. The Spirit of God says, and so shall it be, for look up in the heavens and what do you see? For even in the days that Peter stood, he saw what looked like a sheet that covered four corners, and the Spirit of God said yes, because there was a time to rise up and to eat the feast, for there was the visitation that would come to those of the Gentiles, and the Spirit given to them, and there was a feasting that was coming even to the Jews, and the Spirit of the Lord says, now what do you see? Then he goes on, he says, do you see a tablecloth, a table being spread before you? 2015, says the Spirit of God, shall be where I will cover the four corners of the earth and I will supply the table of blessings. I thought, there's a confirmation. Restoration and recovery before you and my people in the presence. 2015 will be known even before it comes as a year of restoration, recovery, and reversal. Amen? He says, it is a year of divine reversal and a year of divine change. It shall be a year of those things that have been and that are being held back to be suddenly turned now and come your way to bless you. It shall be a year that divine provision and blessing will be released as part of the work of restoration, recovery and reversal that I will bring to my people. Declare that 2015 will be known as a year of the feasting of the Lord. This year I want my people to come and feast and come and dine upon my blessings, says the Spirit. Watch, watch, watch and see what I will do to spread a tablecloth before my people so that you may eat, you may rejoice, you may be joyful, you may be abundantly provided for, and you may feast off of the years of your labor before me. He says, you will taste and see that the Lord is good. You will taste in the season of dining and feasting on the Lord's blessing, blessings, His hand that brings restoration, recovery, and reversal. He says, this year your understanding will be enlightened as you now understand why you struggled. Anybody ever here ever struggle? Why you struggled and there were great battles before you. You will say, no wonder there was not enough. No wonder we walked through the fire. No wonder there was this trial that seemed so long. It was because the enemy feared the feast that awaits you. It was because you now taste and see that the Lord is good. And you will feast upon His blessings, restoration, recovery, and reversal. Then he says, the Lord is asking, what do you see? What do you see? The question is, the Lord... The Lord is asking, and when the Lord healed a blind man, praying for him twice in Mark 8, taking the blind man by the hand, he brought him out of the village, and after spitting on his eyes, laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? 
Then again he laid his hands on his eyes and he looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. Do you see the negative or see the fear? Or do you see God's glory? How many people today are, are, are seeing the, the negative? The fear. God wants his people to see the working of his hand and not just the evil of the day. I like that. God wants his people to see the working of his hand and not just the evil of the day. <coughs> Joel 2 verse 2 says, A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. It is a day of doom and gloom, but also clouds and thick darkness and the glory of God that appears in darkness. Exodus 20 verse 21, it says, And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near onto the thick darkness where God was. It doesn't make any difference, light or dark. God is light, and God's light dispels the darkness. Second Chronicles 6.1, And then Saul, said Solomon, The Lord has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. Amen? <coughs> he said, The biblical meaning of 15 is new direction. The Hebrew words, Y-O-D-H-E-Y, which means hand, inspiration, grace, its significance. The Holy Spirit is giving people, His people new direction in life. Deliverance and reversal, restoration and healing, restitution, rest and revival. Now listen, where you are now is not where you will be in 2015 because it will involve new direction, new things, and new locations. It will require obedience. Everyone say that dreaded word. Obedience to decisions and movement toward them. As a result, new things will unfold in this year of rest and will bring the feasting of the Lord to our lives. God gave new direction and new life to King Hezekiah. He brought a divine reversal, restoration um, of his health and delivered him. And God wants to do the same for me. Say that God wants to do the same thing for me. It says, King Hezekiah, who was sick and dying, prayed, and God would remember his works and how he served him with his whole heart. God heard his prayer and told the king, through the prophet Isaiah, that he would be healed and granted an additional number of 15 years. So that's, that's a good word. That should encourage you that your God loves you that your heavenly Father wants to bless you. Now, God cannot bless your sin, my sin, your disobedience, my disobedience. That's why I want Pastor Brad to teach methodically, week after week, step by step, about tithing. Why do you want to do that? We're doing that again because we want you to be blessed. A tither, a tither, when you tithe, it opens up the windows and he'll pour out a few. Oh, he'll pour out blessings upon you. But what do you need to do? You need to be obedient in your tithing. Pastor Mike, I just don't know. I've had more people sit across from my desk <clears throat> telling me all their problems. First to find out if they know Jesus. Then I'll say, do you go to church? Usually I lose them after, you know. 
Or if they say yes to those two things, they'll say, are you tithing? Uh -uh. Then I want to say, go figure. Really, you shouldn't come to me with your problems and want my counsel if you're not tithing. Now, if you're a new believer and you don't know what tithing is, come on in. But if you've been in the church for many, 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 many years and you know the Word of God and you're not doing it, that is why you're not being blessed. Oh boy, I think I'm going to roll the red carpet up and I'm out of here. It's true. It's true. It's true. So Pastor Hank confirmed what was already in my heart. So this is what we're going to look at for, well, I don't know if we're going to go a year. I'm not going to say we're going to go. Wouldn't it be wonderful to talk about the blessings of God for a year? Do you think we could, you think that'd be enough? You could talk about the blessings of God forever. So I'll just say for, for the next few weeks. Now let's say it this way. For the next few months we're going to be talking about the blessings of God. Now, the purpose of this series is I want you to see the nature of your God, the nature of your Heavenly Father, that it is is His will, His desire to bless His people. When I went to school, I learned a very, very deep theology. and I grew up Methodist. My wife and I both grew up Methodist. And we were at the, in the 70s, and she went to Oral Roberts University, and then I went to Rama Bible Training Center. But we did not in the Methodist church have a full understanding of the infilling of the Spirit of God and speaking in other tongues. But there was a revival one day that hit her area, a revival that hit my area. That was the 70s. Fairly early 70s. There was a, a special outpouring of God's Spirit. It was called the Charismatic Movement. And we were, you know, towards the end of that. And I, I'm sure glad I caught the bus. My father was a Methodist. And, and he, my sister married a Catholic. And I, oh, they weren't happy. They weren't happy. But she did anyway. But you know, my Methodist father got on a plane and flew to Florida and got filled with the Spirit and spoke in other tongues because the Spirit-filled priest laid hands on him. That was a move of the Spirit of God back then. And there's a move coming for this season. And it won't necessarily be like that season. God is a God that does new things. Amen? So we're going to see that. We're going to look at that God's blessings are spiritual, number one, and physical. I want to spend a long time about the the in-Him realities of who we are in Christ Jesus. And what Jesus Christ has provided for us through His death, burial, and resurrection. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at the fact, you might want to be gone this Sunday. I'll let you know a week or two ahead of time that I'll be ministering on this subject. That way you can suddenly have a dinner to go to.
The blessings of God are conditional. We're going to talk about that. And then this is what I'm excited about. We're going to end the series with this. The power of the spoken blessing. The power of speaking blessings. Why do you think we dedicate our babies? And hold them up to God. Because we speak a blessing. The man of God or your parent speaks a blessing over you. The Jewish people understood that. What did the great patriarchs of old, when they were on their deathbed, what would they do? They'd call in the sons, the firstborn son, and, and uh, they'd put their hand on them and they would bless them. And so, we're going to do that in the days ahead. I'm going to step it up. I pray for you, the church, every day. But I'm going to start speaking specific blessings over you and your family. I'm going to speak a specific blessing. In fact, I'll just have those that tithe stand when I do that. Say, I'm blessed to have a pastor that tells me the way it is. But I'm going to pray over you and speak a tither's blessing. You can, there's so many types of blessings that you can speak. So look in your Bibles to Proverbs 10.22. Probably all we'll get as far as today is the introduction. Proverbs 10.32. Say this with me. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. My church is blessed. Amen. My business is. My boss is. My boss is. My boss is. My boss is. You know, if you're diligent, you work hard for your boss. He'll be blessed and you'll be blessed. I, I'm working. Working hard. Amen. Trying to be more diligent in spiritual matters. Proverbs 10, verse 22 states, The blessing of the Lord makes one poor. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no what? Sorrow with it. Now let me give you a few other translations. The NIV says, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth, and he adds no trouble to it. The Message Bible states, God's blessing makes life rich. That's good. Well, you know, it's not just about money. You can, have, can you have rich relationships? God's blessings make life rich. Nothing we can do can improve on God. That's a good one. God's blessings make, makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. The Amplified states, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and He adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. You know the world's out there right now trying to get rich. 
they're trying to scheme and, and come up with ways to make lots of money. Well, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the... Amen? But I want you to see, when you're blessed of the Lord, you can roll your sleeves up and try to work as hard as you can, but you can never top our God. He's a good God. Dick Mills says, his, his uh, paraphrase of the Scripture, it says, it is though the Lord is saying to us, my blessings are not sweet and sour. I am not going to make you both happy and miserable. I do not open my hand to pour out blessing and sorrow at the same time. Now, we're going to look just quickly, let's look at some words in the Hebrew and then one in the Greek for the word blessing. The, the first word is, one is barak, and it's B-A-R-A-K. And it means to praise, to confer a blessing, and to bend the knee. To make prosperous. That's good, isn't it? Often the recipient of blessing would kneel down when the blessing was pronounced over him by another. You see in the movies at the end when the good guy or the knight does everything. He's, I'm gonna, I shouldn't say I'm going to trip, but man, that's kind of rough. What does the knight do? And then the king does what? Takes the sword and blesses him on each shoulder. Amen? That's what it refers to, kneeling down so that the, the, the uh, blessing can be pronounced over you. To the ancient Hebrews, this blessing was the transmitted or endowment of the power of God's goodness and favor. Usually through the spoken word and often with the act of the laying on of hands. Okay, now look at Genesis chapter 12. I, I have been fond of this scripture for many, many years. Genesis chapter 12. And if you're astute and spiritually astute, you're going to know as a child of God, a born-again child of God, the blessing of Abraham rests upon you. So we see in Genesis chapter 12, this blessing... This Baruch blessing was God's spoken declaration of favor that would convey, convey God's power to make him into a great nation and able or give him the ability to transmit that divine favor and power to the whole world. Let me read it to you in Genesis chapter 12. And it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family. Now, sometimes I think it's good you got to lead the family if you're going to walk in the fullness of the blessings of God. Sometimes you got to leave some things behind. My mother told her sister, I, I never thought my son, this is after my dad died and I was young, a couple years younger than Caleb, I, I never thought he'd leave home. My mother is concerned that I don't, that I'd, Never leave home. I did leave home, finally. And I was blessed. I was blessed with my wife. Amen. And we got out of town. Now the Lord had said to Abram, listen, 
get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Do you know he didn't get shown that land right away? Did he? What did he have to do? He had to take a step of faith and leave all that was behind. And as he was obedient in leaving what God told him to leave, but did he really leave all behind? Who went with him? Lot. Amen. Did he leave everything behind? Uh Uh-uh. I don't really think he did. As it turned out, it caused a few problems, but they worked it out. He says, I will make you a what? Great nation. Now listen. And I will bless you. Say that. I will bless you. I will is the strongest assertion that can be made in the English language. I will bless you. Say that. I will bless you. I want you to get that in, not just in your head, but in your heart this year. I want you to hear those words. I will bless you. Thank you for that one week. Amen. I will bless you. No, it's not good enough. I will bless you. Now, Jesus Christ, or an angel of God, appeared right now. Walked down this red carpet. Really, that's why I did that. God told me that an angel would walk. No, I'm just messing with you. And an angel, and I'm sent from, from God the Father to tell you that He will bless you. Would you go, Amen. No, you'd probably fall down, wouldn't you? And then he'd say, don't worship me, I'm an angel. There's only one that you worship, and his name's Jesus. This is is the word of the Lord, I believe, for our church, for the body of Christ this year. The Father's saying, I will bless you. Not only will he bless you, he says, I'll make your name great. Boy. Now listen, this is is what the most important part, I really believe. It's wonderful to be blessed of God. But listen, why was Abram then blessed of God? It tells you. And you shall be a blessing. Abram was blessed by God. God the Father established a covenant with Abraham, changed his name to Abraham. So not only could he and his family, were they blessed? Oh, they were blessed. He and Lot were so blessed, their herdsmen were in strife and they had to separate. And Abram said, well, go wherever you want to go. And so Lot chose what he thought was the best. Look good. Didn't bother Abram because he knew he was blessed. But he was blessed so he could be a blessing. Amen? So when you're blessed, have you ever been blessed? Well, the preacher prayed for me once, so I was blessed. <coughs> have you ever received some out of the 
just out of the ordinary, someone doing something for you and blessing you. How many have ever been blessed with money? Raise your hands. How many have ever been blessed with an inheritance? Raise your hand. Grandma, grandpa, whatever. Not too many. That's too bad. God blessed you. So you could be a blessing. I don't ever want you to forget that. Since we start talking about blessing. Oh, pastor's talking about God's going to bless me with money and wealth. And on and on and on. That's not just what, that's part of it. God has blessed you. You know, how many people probably won the lottery? Thank you, Lord. It's probably the only thank you the Lord got out of them. And I wonder what the first, I wonder if the first thing they ever did. I'd love to. That'd be a wonderful thing to find out. Right. How many of those people that won millions of dollars, the first thing they did was sit down and write out a tithe check to the church? Oh, I'm going to buy the preacher a new car. I'd rather have a truck. <laughs> you can't haul deer in cars. Well, I guess you can. Do you see that? I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Now look at verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. I will bless those who bless you. Think about that, employers. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have people working for you that blessed you every day? If you blessed your pastor and his wife and family every day, speak blessings over them every day. Speak blessings over the leadership, ship, 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 leadership of the church every day. Speak blessings over your worship leader, over Pastor Brad, over our helps ministry. Speak blessings over our kids. What would you receive? You reap what you sow. <clears throat> you reap what you sow. I always heard that if you can't say anything good about somebody, then don't say anything at all. You reap what you sow. I don't like my church. My preacher's too hard. He's too outspoken. Oh, I've got a good preacher. He preaches the Word of God. He's chosen not to compromise when he preaches the Word of God. He's going to tell you the way it is, whether I like it or not. And that's a rarity in these days, so I bless him in Jesus' name. I know you said that last week. Thank you. Amen. I know Terry does. Terry's a man of prayer. He'll do that. So I quit. I'm, I'm done. Stand your feet. What do you mean, amen? That's the only amen my son gave me was when I said I'm done. <laughs> and it's the one with the long hair, the tattoo, and the earring. But you know what? God can bless people with earrings and tattoos. 
I'm so glad I overcome that one. There's some preachers today think you can't be blessed if you have an earring and a tattoo. Well then, dear Lord, quit trying to win the lost. Because three-fourths of them have tattoos and earrings. I've kind of rambled today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless this body of believers today. Blessed are those that not only hear the Word of God, but do it. So I call these people blessed because, Lord, they do the Word of God on a daily basis. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above, in whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. I thank you, Lord God, it's your will to bless your people. So I call these people blessed spiritually. I call these people blessed physically, emotionally. I call these people blessed financially. They have the best jobs, the best employers. Lord, they have the best home life in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you they're blessed coming in this day. And they're blessed going out this day. And they're blessed because they know now they're ordained of God to be a blessing. So I expect everyone here today to go forth this week with the mindset to bless the world, to bless others in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God. Your goodness and mercy, Lord God, chases after every one of them every day this week. Your angels are encamped around them to deliver them from evil that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Father, I thank you, Lord, whatever they set their hands to will prosper. So, Lord God, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you today for your mercy. We thank you today for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's in Him we live.